This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate. As always, I'm joined by Robert Stewart. He's sitting right next to me. We're live at Baum Walker Stadium where Arkansas just lost to uh, Eastern Illinois 12-3. Not a great game to end the series at all whatsoever. We're going to talk about that. But we will also talk about the first two games, both of which Arkansas won. So those were good things. You know, good things happen this weekend. Bad things happen. You learned a little bit more about your team. You learned stuff about the bullpen for sure. You got some freshmen out there. There's a, there's a lot of good to take away from this weekend and a lot of bad. So we're going to talk about all that on today's episode of the Diamond Hogs podcast. Robert, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Just say whatever you want. Whatever I want. Wow. Man, this 30 seconds is ticking already. Um, I mean, normally I feel like you can't complain about a series win ever. Um, but the the vibes after the loss Sunday, just bad. Um, you know, the, the bullpen just didn't get it done. And, you know, normally, again, my thing is like, you know, give it some time. It'll work itself out. But, I don't know, seven games in, I'm, I'm starting to, to be concerned that not more than four guys have proven themselves to be reliable. Four and a half. That was the, yeah, the four, yeah, four goal. and a half. So, that, you, you know, it is – you don't want to overreact to early season stuff. Of course not. But you can only go off of what you've seen. And what we've seen is that Arkansas's bullpen, which is supposed to be the deepest Dave Van Horn has ever had, is struggling. Crumbling under pressure. Yeah. Like. So, we'll, we'll talk about all that. Before we do, I want to remind you, as always, about Matt Moore State Farm. We love Matt Moore State Farm. Uh, he helped us get to Arlington for the college baseball showdown. He was helping us last year uh, during the postseason, especially when we went to Omaha. Uh, we get that coverage with State Farm, and it's because we get the great rates from guys like Matt Morris. He will help you get those great rates, save money. He'll give you a quote on your home insurance, your auto insurance, your life insurance, all of that. I'm telling you, like I'm just I'm saying this as somebody who needs to save money. I save money with State Farm. So if you're if you're paying for insurance and you're like, hey, this is just too much every month, go to State Farm. They'll give you a great quote. They'll give you – I mean, like, they just want to help you. They give you their time. They're very relatable. It's not like you're just talking to someone on the phone and they want to get you in and out, and they're not very nice. Like, the people at State Farm are nice, and Matt Morris is – I mean, he's a very, very good guy. So give him a call. It's 501-568-3222. Matt Morris, State Farm, serving people not only in the central Arkansas area, but in all of hog country. So give him a call. Once again, that number is 501 501- Five six eight three two two two. Matt Morris State Farm. Okay, so normally, so it, for those who are new to the Diamond Hogs podcast this year, I guess this is our second weekend recap so far for this season. Uh, last year, our weekend recaps went kind of long, and we did it in the studio. And then in the postseason, we started recording from the ballparks, and we were like, well, "Heck, why don't we do that at Baum Walker?" So here we are, Baum Walker, recording live from Baum Walker Stadium. And uh, I don't know. I don't want these episodes to be as long as they were last year, Robert. So let's just kind of walk through it. We'll start with Friday, and we'll go through. Uh, for those who, you know, missed some stuff, we were there covering them. Let's start with Friday. Hagen Smith, he's your ace, you know? Absolutely. Um, didn't get through five this time, so that was a little bit disappointing. Uh, I noticed that his he was struggling with pitch count that day. Um, I don't have the, uh, the, the my pitch count tracker in front of me from Friday, but um, – you know, one of the things with Hagen, I feel like he's really good at starting counts off with strikes, and that wasn't exactly the case on Friday. 
um, had two runners on in the first, had to work around those. Two runners on in the fifth. Um, he let two guys get on with, with two outs, and, and that was the end of his outing. Um, so shout-out to Cody Adcock for saving him there. But, um, you know, three walks, six strikeouts, three hits in four and two-thirds scoreless innings. It's hard to, hard to really complain about that, bottom line. Yeah, so storylines going into this game. Of course, you know, Hagen Smith getting the start. You know, you were excited about that, but no Peyton Stovall. Had the thumb injury. Jammed thumb sliding uh, into second against Grambling. Correct. So Peyton Holt got the start, ended up getting two hits, drove in two runs. Uh, so he started at second, and then at first Ben McLaughlin, he started at first, and then he saw Slavens move to third. And all that, you know, happened because of the Stovall not being in at second. It was interesting to see that, they decided to put McLaughlin at first, move Slavens to third, and not throw in a guy like Callie or Jones at third. Right. Uh, I recall after the after the Grambling game, uh, Dave Van Horn said something about you know Jason Jones didn't really see the ball well today. Um, ben McLaughlin, I think, pinch hit in that game against. Yeah, he did. He pinch hit for Jones. He did ground out in that pinch hitting appearance. But uh, we've heard some pretty high praise about McLaughlin from Van Horn. So. Wasn't surprised to see uh, the first baseman finally get a start, um, and you know they've they've expressed confidence in in Brady Slavin's playing third base. So, and and it worked out. Yeah, uh, so. I, I thought he did fine. You know, I thought he did well. You know, this was another game. He had a double, right? So not he, in that game. No, not in that. Not on Friday. He was over three on Friday. No, I'm looking at Fridays right now. Brady oh, Slavin's two for four. Oh, we're talking about Slavens. I thought we were talking about Cali. Uh, no. Not, uh, McLaughlin. Yeah, Slavin, Slavens was two for four. He had another double in that Two game. singles. Oh, two singles? Yeah. Okay. He, that, he, took, he took second base on a, a throw. Oh, that's why I got mixed up. Okay. Anyways, you know, Slavens, I think – talk about a guy seeing the ball well, though. Slavens, I think – he. I mean, he's as, as consistent of a hitter as Arkansas has. You know, a guy who was consistent coming into the weekend, Jared Wagner – I feel like, you know, he kind of had a down weekend. So. He did. Uh, he was only 3 for 11. I say only 3 for 11. Yeah. but still a 273 average. But, you know, after his first weekend in Texas, it's kind of hard to top that. Yeah. But uh, just, you know, talking about the Friday game, Arkansas gets the run roll win in seven innings, 13 to 2. You had the walk-off Kendall Diggs. Yeah, I mean, a pair, a pair of six-run innings. Like, they, they took it to him in the third, you know, just station-to-station baseball. And then uh, – <laughs> Poor Jaleel Akbar, man, the third baseman, oh. uh, made a couple of errors, and then we kept know. calling him Admiral Akbar uh, <laughs> from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, you big Star Wars guy? Yeah. No, not not as much as you. One of our colleagues is huge Star Wars guy. Uh, he works for a competitor, so we're not going to mention his name. The guy sucks, though. I hate him. Hate him. Anyways, we should just go down the hall and pull him aside. Hey, I I <laughs> asked him if he wanted to come on, and he was like, Nah, and I'm not feeling it. So anyway, like you said, Kendall Diggs sort of. Busting open things with, uh, you know, no more station-to-station baseball. Walk-off home run, run rule. This is, it's the second time he's hit a walk-off three-run bomb in his career. Is it is it not weird, though, to, like, call a walk? I mean, it is, it is a walk-off. But is. They it, walked off the field. They lost. Yeah, it's, but it's just like, you know. It's a different vibe when you win by ten instead of you yeah. take the lead in the ninth. Yeah, no. They, it's later. not like, you know, he steps on home plate and they're pouring Gatorade on him or whatever. Right. Um, but no, it was it was fun. You know, it, it's always fun to see any type of walk off, even mm-hmm. if it's you know because you're run ruling them in the seventh. But right. uh, you know, so that's kind of what went went down there. You look at the guys who were pitching. We've talked about Hagen Smith. They used Cody Adcock the right way in this game. Yeah, he he just came in, got the out, faced a couple of batters, threw nine pitches, called a day. 
Yeah, the, the comparison on Cody Adcock, and we'll, we'll get to this more when we talk about Sunday's game, but the comparison to, uh, uh, we've heard of Adcock going around the press box right now is Ryan Costu, right? Yeah. Very effective in uh, short outing situations. No, that's I mean, and I think that after what they've seen from Adcock, and we'll talk about Sunday's performance, you don't want that guy out there for more than like two or three outs right. now. He, he can get you what you need, but don't. Don't stretch him past, you know, like you said, two, three, four outs. It'll, no. it'll get dangerous. But anyway, Austin Ledbetter, two, two earned in, in the inning, and then Gage Wood with the, with the shutout inning to, to cap things off in the seventh. Gage, Gage Wood looked good. I hate it for Austin Ledbetter because, you know, he's got this. He's got this year to figure it out, and then next year he's. He, it's, it's his in, time. It's 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 written. The story is written. He's winning the Golden Spikes. Uh, speaking of Golden Spikes, let's move on from Friday. Let's talk about Saturday's game. They trusted Will McIntyre to go out there and, you know, do it. Go out there and start the game. I thought he threw well. Lo and behold, that's what he did. You know, I and I tweeted out, you know, Will McIntyre, Golden Spikes is back on. Right. I, I It's a rough start. The thing is we know that that's not as well as he can throw, you know, his performance on Saturday, but it's a step in the right direction after the previous two. So He got on pitching, Ninja. He did. He did against a guy who took him deep earlier in the game. So that was cool for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, started six up, six down. So that's, you know, exactly what you want coming out of the gate. Again, four and two-thirds. Couldn't quite make it through the fifth, just like Smith the day before. Two hits, earned run, two walks, four Ks. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, step in the right direction. This No, this was another game. And so we talked about, you know, the – the bullpen, you, you used Adcock right on Friday. Ledbetter, of course, he struggled a little bit, but Gage Wood did really well. You look at Saturday, Cody Frank's going to be really good for this baseball team. And he's, unlike Cody Adcock, Cody Frank is a guy that's you know going to be able to stretch it out. Yeah. Just like he told me uh, on the last episode. Yeah. So. Friend of the podcast, Cody Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brady Tigert, of course. Can we say Brady Tiger's back? I think he's back. Yes. I think Brady Tiger's it back. Is, it is worth noting that both Frank and Tiger gave up their first runs of the year, but you know that's going to happen from time to time. But hey, let, let, let's let's see some ERA numbers. You want to talk? You, you you go ahead and do it. I got I got the stats. I'm trying to pull them yeah. up. Pull let's see. It up. Pull Frank it up. Frank Frank with a 1.23 ERA, 0.82 WHIP mm. through seven and a third so far. Nice. Brady Tigert, four and two thirds, 1.93 ERA, 0.86 WHIP. So. Both of them have sub two ERAs and sub one whips. That's uh, that that'll play. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Especially if you can get like three innings combined from them in a single game. Yeah, so so we talked about the starters. You know, Hunter Holland, Hagen Smith, Will. I I I'll still throw Will McIntyre into that. Like these right. are the guys that you can trust. Brady Tiger, Cody Frank, those are the guys that you can trust out of the bullpen right now. You can't really say that about anybody else, right? I mean, like really. Can, I mean, McIntyre. So when you talk about the four and a half, McIntyre's that half. He's got to be. And and so that makes it Holland, Smith, Frank, and Tiger, mm-hmm. and then half of a McIntyre. And and I think that half is going to transform into a whole. It's just a matter yeah. Of time. No, I'm not out on Will McIntyre. Right. You know, you have your dramatic fans and whatnot. I'm not out on a lot of these guys. Right. I will say, and we'll get to Adcock. I. I know DVH likes Adcock, and I think that Adcock has the stuff. Absolutely. They've just got to figure out this, how are we going to use him? Because I think that they wanted to use him in a, a longer role. They've even talked about starting him 
and you mentioned the cost you thing like i think you look at adcock a little bit differently now so right but i'm not matt hobbs so and i nor do i claim to know even a sliver of what matt hobbs knows about baseball and pitching right. <laughs> so uh i'm just talking about from the outside looking in but so how at the, how at the, about the offense on on Saturday, can we? Can yeah, we yeah, no. I want you to talk about that because okay. I was I was having to focus on That's the right. basketball game. Yeah, so. basketball going on. Is there? You've, I see you've got that box score up right there. Yeah. Is there, is there something that tells you like two out statistics? Because uh, that was that was the big story in my mind. Jared Wegner got on with a double with two outs in the first. Ended up scoring on a Brady Slavin single the other way. Um, I can't remember what it was, but Dave Van Horn talked extensively about how Brady Slavin's approach going middle oppo is just. It's it's working very, very well. Yeah. Uh, you saw it again there in the first. Uh, Tavian Josenberger, two-run, two-out bomb, tying his season total from Kansas last year. Uh, second homer of the year. And then Parker Rowland. How about a, a two-out two RBI double in the third to make it 4-1? to one. And then, I don't know, things sort of blew up again in the seventh and eighth. A lot more, lot more two-out scoring going on. So, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, if they can do that once, twice a weekend, you're gonna you're gonna win series. The yeah, the two out hitting all weekend, or at least let's just say Friday, Saturday for Arkansas was great. Uh, I thought just situationally they were a great offensive team, and Dave Van said it on Sunday. He was like, we we performed well offensively this weekend, and they did, except for the last four innings on Sunday. Uh, and I, we'll talk about that a little bit. Tavian Josenberger, you mentioned it. I mean, he's, I guess, probably him and Wagner, the, the two, and Slavens too. Like, they, there's there's good thing. John Bolton, you want to talk about a guy who's hitting the ball well, John Bolton. Uh, you know what's crazy is that we haven't even mentioned Jace Borofin's name. Yeah. He reached base all four times Friday, one for one with a run, two walks, got plunked, and then three for four with two RBIs, two doubles, two runs, another walk on Saturday. And, and then, then, a and then on yeah, he hit a tank. On uh, on Sunday, so here's the thing about the the Borfin home run on Sunday. Trackman said 379. I think everybody there's, agrees that's not true. I mean, like, there's no way going off of the launch angle, like 34. That's pretty high. No, he. I mean, he. It was a moonshot. There's no way it was 379. I think the Trackman just like stopped tracking it. That that is probably possible situation which is tough when we're relying on this system to provide us with accurate information but you know uh but yeah you know saturday you get the series win that was the big thing and and there was depth production too i forgot to mention i i I said uh parker roland had the 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 double uh rbi double but he and ben mclaughlin both had two rbis in that game mclaughlin got hurt though is what i did get hurt so talk about that because i wasn't watching at that point i didn't uh I don't want to speak on something that I wasn't paying attention to. I, I didn't see the injury happen. Mm. Um, all I know is that McLaughlin picked up an RBI knock in the eighth, was at first base, and then came off the field. Reese Robinette pinch ran for him. Um, mm. So I can't remember exactly what Dave Van Horn said. I, I, I believe he addressed it in, in Saturday's postgame press conference. But uh, we did not see him Sunday. We saw Reese Robinette start at third base instead. Um, which, you know, after we get to Sunday's game, we'll talk about Jason Jones and Caleb Callie because that's an interesting development at the hot corner, I think. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, like like I said earlier, Dave Van Horn loves him, so Ben McLaughlin, and, and I think on Saturday he, he explained why 
with his performance. Here's the quote from Dave Van Horn about McLaughlin after Saturday's game. We don't know yet. Doctors have looked at it. They don't think it's major yet, but if he's sore or swelled up in the morning, I think is the word they use, then we'll probably get an MRI on it. If not, it might just be a little bit of a pull. So next time we talk to Dave Van Horn, we'll, yeah. we, we should get clarification on that. Yeah. It was not the vibes to ask about that no. after Sunday's game. No. Uh, so Sunday's game, let's get into it. You know, Hunter Holland, the first inning, what, threw 30 pitches, and it just really felt like he didn't have it. Like you, you, you were looking at him, he, he couldn't keep the ball, you know, within the strike zone. He was either way outside or he was just coming inside, up and in on the guys. And it's right. just like you could tell he was visibly frustrated. He ends up getting out of the inning, and then he does really well after that until, the yeah. at what, the fifth? Was it the fifth or the sixth that he got pulled? He he threw the five sixth. and two thirds, right? Yeah. So it was the sixth. That was the, it was the longest starter, longest start by a Razorback pitcher this year. Yeah. Which was noteworthy. Uh, like you said, thirty pitches. I mean, he looked he looked shaky, and we we've been coming to all the scrimmages. We've never seen that from from Holland before. And Dave said that he was like, right. "That's something that we have not seen from this guy is him have to, I guess you know, battle mentally with right. himself." Right. In. He doesn't create jams for himself, no. really. Um, and uh, yet, like you said, that's really what we saw over the next five innings. He uh, there, there was an infield single there in the third to lead it off, and then that, that uh, double play, <laughs> the weird Jake Borfin oh, catch. Yeah. And I don't think the guy left first base early, but that was the call real, on the field. And real time, overturn. I did. Like, real time, I was I was adamant. Like, this dude, he did not tag up. Well, clearly so were the Razorbacks and the umpires. Well, I think that... <laughs> After review, everybody who wasn't an umpire thought that he did tag up and he was right. sick, but whatever. Anyway, bottom line, double play. Um, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, he faces the minimum. He gets the first two guys in the sixth, and then Cole Gober sort of just breaks things open for Eastern Illinois with a solo shot. Yep. A couple of singles after that, Holland's done, but Cody Adcock once again comes in, gets you the one out you need. Mm. And, and you're still winning that game three to two. They they were up three to two at that point, correct? And then Adcock comes in, comes back out the next inning, and uh, they put up a four spot on him. That was that was tough to stomach. Back to back homers as well. Let's see where's. It was like and and I know for sure one of the homers was on an O two count. Yeah, so there's the there's the single, the double at the top of the order, and then Ryan Ignofo comes up. He's down O two. This and is there's, this is in the seventh inning. There's a breaking ball on the edge of the strike zone, so it wasn't really a terrible pitch, but one-two count to Gober, who has already gone deep in this game. I mean, that was the definition of a hanging breaking ball. It was middle, middle, seventy-something uh, miles an hour, and he deposits it into the hog pen. Yeah, so that that was tough to see. Uh, as that they made it six-three. That made it uh, the Gober in the seventh. I don't know. Because they were, we're going to go with six three. They were down, yeah, six because they were down three two. So yes, six three. And then of course, uh, you had Zach Morris come out, and goodness gracious, Zach Morris, what is going on, man? You know, this was one of the things that we uh, wrote about on Hogbeat.com. We talked about it on the message board a lot. Uh, he he didn't have it in in the off season. He just didn't, and I didn't think much of it because he's. He's faced his own guys a million times. Seems like a lights-on guy. Right. And it has not translated to start the season. I mean, like, what, he threw well uh, 
he threw well his one outing, right, against TCU in the, at the College Baseball Showdown. But even then, he still gave up, like, three runs. Uh, that's or, that's true. Runs. He he settled things down, and then when he when he hit the wall, he he was charged with two inherited runs. Yeah. Um, Zach Morris on the year. Thirteen point five ERA. Mm. No, he only he only got recorded one out on Sunday, and then of course Gage Wood comes in. It was another just, another situation for Gage Wood where it's just can't like find the strike zone. He can't find the strike zone. I mean, it's he's. He's got the nerves, man. I don't know what it is. They got to figure out something to calm him down. Dave Van Horn said it himself. Like he's going to he, run out of opportunities. Yes, yeah, only a limited amount of opportunities for Wood, who I think they think is their best freshman. Right. I mean, that that's the thing is like we know that he's capable of throwing, you know, really hard for for someone his age throwing the ball 94, 95. I think we've seen him throw ninety six. Yeah. Um, but you heard in the post game he's only throwing ninety one, ninety two. And, you know, when you have such a dominant fastball, you can't lose the velocity like that, especially if you can't hit the strike zone. Yeah. Uh, then Parker Coyle comes in. Uh, four runs crossed with Coyle throwing, but only what one of them was charged to him, and it was unearned. Yes. So, RBI knock, RBI knock, RBI walk, pass ball. Yeah. So that was uh, that was also tough to see. Cooper Dossett, though, like, I mean, he did okay. The only pitcher to throw for Arkansas on Sunday without giving up an earned run. Yeah, so like that, if you want without, to talk about it. Without giving spot, up a run. Excuse I, I want to say, though, like Eastern Illinois had probably given up by that point. They were like, let's just go up there, you know, swing the bats, call it a day. And then the big thing, Arkansas doesn't have, uh, let's see, they had one hit across the final four innings of the game. That was it. And it was a Tavian Josenberger single in the bottom of the eighth. One out single. Oh, man, that was tough. You know, we talked about Wegner not – you know, producing as much as he did last weekend, but he hit the ball hard on Sunday. A lot of Razorback players. I mean, like uh, Robinette had that one to the wall that right. just got robbed. That was an incredible catch to lead off the seventh inning. Yeah, and and you know, that was after Kai Matthews Hampton had already thrown six. Like that would have been a great opportunity to you know, at, it was six three. You could have gotten back in the game at that point if that ball falls. But yeah. you know, sometimes. That's just the way you get, it goes. You got to tip your cap to the fielder. That's baseball. Um, but like you said, the Josenberger single in the eighth. Stovall did a job to move him to scoring position. Wagner lines out to center. Yeah. I don't know if it was that one or his other line out to center, but he hit it like 103 or 110 miles an hour off the bat. He's hitting the ball hard. Yeah. No, I, I mean, like I thought a lot of a lot of the Arkansas lineup hit the ball hard. Josenberger, the only one with multiple hits. Uh, only three players with a hit in the game on Sunday, Josenberger, Borf, and, and Bolton. Shout-out to John Bolton with the RBI double. Yeah, I mean, that, that fifth inning with the RBI double was the only inning Arkansas had multiple hits in, which, yeah. you know, I don't care who you're playing. That's not going to play. Got out hit by 10 on Sunday. Just didn't work. Six, one, two, three innings for, Six for of Arkansas. Them. Six of them. I wrote something else in my story that I thought was noteworthy. This one's yours. They made two errors, too. The uh, Hawks did. Uh, went down in order in six innings, and it saw ten or less pitches in five innings. You just – you can't do that, man. Not against a, a a pitching staff like Eastern Illinois. You just can't – that can't happen. So Got to flex your SEC muscles. The good thing, though, for Arkansas, you get the series win. You learn some things about your team. Some good, some bad. Right. And what do they have to figure out moving forward? You got to figure out the bullpen first and foremost. You got to figure out third base. 
who the heck's going to play third base? And I, I asked Dave Van Horn, and you, you can comment on this after I say this. I asked Dave Van Horn this after the game. I asked him, like, how do you assess your catcher position? Because I feel like, I mean, he said that both of them are going to play, but, like, I think it might be Roland's job. I mean, Polk is certainly not getting it done at the plate. And the, the, the thing that he was able to hang his hat on was defensive play, and I felt like he – I mean, like, there were multiple instances on Sunday where I feel like he made a mistake. And is I'm thinking about that inning. I can't remember the inning where they, like, had the bunts and, you know, you had the issue where Zach Morris didn't cover third. It's like nobody knew what was going on with those little infield right. hits. And – I, I just somebody needs to step up. I, I I don't know. I don't. It's probably not Polk's fault. I'm just. I, you know, I, I was gonna chime in on this. You know, it's worth noting. You remember Van Horn's comments about how the pitch clock takes away from your ability to put defenses on. Yeah. That that could have had something to do with that. Potentially. Um, but yeah, again, the pass ball, in in not that the game was in hand at that point, but um, pass balls. Just don't work. No, you can't have those. You definitely um, cannot have those. And it doesn't help that he's one for twelve at the plate. Like the home run in Texas was cool, but he doesn't have any other hits to show for it this year. Yeah, no, Roland's your guy at the plate for sure. Roland, right, now, right now, Roland has five RBIs this year. So that's crazy. That's not something that I had on my bingo card. No. Um, no. But he, I mean, he he certainly got it done on Saturday. And again, love me a switch hitter. So yeah. if if Roland can can you know prove to be consistent at the plate, then. All right, let's go to weekend MVPs, Robert. Before we do, Matt Morris State Farm is who you want to talk to when you're trying to get those great rates on your insurance, not just car insurance, but he also does the home insurance and the life insurance. So if you're trying to save money on these things that are going to protect you, you want to make sure you're talking to the right people and getting the right prices. And to get that, you need to call Matt Morris State Farm. He's not just in the central Arkansas area. He helps everybody in hog country. He's a U of A alum, he loves Razorback baseball, and he's not going to treat you like you're just another number or another person or just another piece of paper. Like He's going to build that relationship with you, get you the good prices, and get you covered on your home, auto, and life insurance. The number is 501-568-3222. 501-568-3222. Matt Morris, State Farm. Weekend MVPs, Robert. I'll let you go first. I think I went first last week. I, I think that's a good choice. Um, I, I have to take the obvious route in here and, and go with Jace Borfin. Hit uh, the Borfalorian. 556 over the weekend, 5 for 9, drove in three runs, scored four times. He walked three times to one strikeout. So mm. that's a great ratio there. Appears that he stole a couple bases too. Yeah. Um, good weekend from Jace Borf. Yeah, I mean. Him, Borf him. Right. 692 OBP. OPS of 1,800 in three games. So that uh, stats speak for themselves there. All those numbers sound good to me. He also had that play on Sunday where he just completely overran the ball and then just, like, stuck his arm back out and caught it, and we were all we all thought he dropped it. This is the one we were talking about earlier right, the where the guy – the, the, the double play. So, yeah, no, good choice with Borfin. I'm going to go with uh, our guy, Tavian Josenberger. That, that is the natural – other choice. He just gets on base. He had six hits, scored four runs, three RBI, uh, had the home run, already tied his amount of home runs that he had last year, struck out just once. Is it true that he didn't walk all weekend? 
I will I will double check. Double check that for me because he might not have. He definitely didn't on Friday. No bases on balls. Okay. Well, you know, he still got on base. Yeah, I was about to say 429 is still a pretty good clip there for your leadoff guy. So. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'll, I'll take it all day. And, uh, yeah, I like Tavian Josenberger. You know, I think – I think he's hitting the ball better than people expected, and he's got that power that people definitely didn't expect. Right. So give me Tamian, give me Tamian Josenberger. That's a good choice. All right. Good choice. MVP on the mound, Mr. Stewart. Um, how about Will McIntyre? Willie Mack. Just for the bounce-back performance. Um, I think that's going to do wonders for his confidence. Um, yeah. You know, you, you need to <laughs> – like we said earlier, he's he's the half and the four and a half right now, and he he's on his way to to blossoming into the the fifth pitcher that they can truly trust. So, um, if we're talking about most valuable player, I think that was the most valuable performance from any individual pitcher, and uh, you know, in, t- in terms of the long run. So, give me Will McIntyre for that one. This is a tough one. You know, I want to take Hagen Smith because you know he just. Hagan Smith did well, got the job done, didn't give up any runs, struck out six. It's too bad that uh, the game got out of hand Sunday because Hunter Holland would be a great choice. I was thinking about Hunter Holland. It's just the just the way the game ended, I, I can't do it. Yeah, I Cody Frank, I also – I want to say Cody Frank as well. I think I'm going to go Hagan Smith, though. You know, goes four and two-thirds, gives up three hits, no runs, walk three, struck out six. It, it, he's just – so far through two outings, reliable, playing the part of the ace, getting the job done. And, you know, I think that that's a big thing, especially given the injury to Jackson Wiggins so close to the start of the season for Hagen Smith to step up these first two outings on Friday night and to deal, you know, good right. for him. Sub one whip, zero ERA, and nine and two-thirds so far. So, And, and 14 Ks to five walks. Mm, that's good. All good numbers. That is like good. Them. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up. Like we said, we don't want to go super long with these like we did last year. You know, we got to get people on their way. So, Wednesday, Illinois State, a good Illinois State team coming to town for a 3 p.m. first pitch. It's going to be right behind us at Baumwalker Stadium. And then over the weekend, you got Wright State coming to town, a good Wright State Scrappy team. little Wright State. Made a regional last year. Made a little bit of noise in the regional. They didn't get a win, but they scored some runs. At the Blacksburg, I think it's Blacksburg, yeah. Virginia Tech Regional. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough non-conference, man. EIU was a good team. They hey. were projected to finish in the middle of their conference. Hey, uh, the, I mean, the Hogs learned their lesson from an RPI standpoint last year, yeah. right? Not going not gonna to have you cost – RPI can't cost you a chance to host another regional. So. Nope. Uh, make the games tough and – Again, they're still experimental, so what, two more weekends to figure out the the bullpen woes before, before Auburn comes to town? I don't – I just want to put this out there. I don't think there's any reason to worry about anything just yet other than the bullpen stuff because with it, realistically, Dave Van Horn has done this for the second year in a row <laughs> to himself. And, I, you know, you want to trust the guy, and I think that he – we all believed it at the time. I mean, he's been at it for 21 years. Yeah, like. no. like I mean, there was something to him saying that this is the deepest bullpen or pitching staff that he's ever had. It still very well could be. It's just the start is unfortunate given that statement. Right. 
So, I mean, it seems like he always has one cursed uh, preseason statement every year. And it's just unfortunate so for far. him that the spotlight is on him and everybody's going to take every little piece of information that he says and break it down and criticize it. So, right. luckily, we don't have enough people listening to our podcast that somebody's going to do that to us because I know for a fact that I've said a lot of stupid stuff. I, you definitely have. You said way more stupid stuff than I have. So I read numbers. You do read numbers. You get them wrong. You got stuff wrong on this podcast already. What, because we were talking about the wrong guy? Yeah. Different guys? Maybe you should have been listening. Anyways, we'll talk to everybody on Friday. Plan on having Hunter Holland on. We'll see how that goes. But uh, appreciate you listening to the Diamond Hawks podcast. Make sure you tell your friends about us. Click the thumbs up. Click subscribe if you're watching on the YouTube uh, give us a rating on Apple and visit hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com for the best Arkansas athletics coverage out there. Thanks. The Diamond Hogs podcast is the premier Razorback baseball podcast.